Welcome back to another episode of the People You Keep podcast. Chelsea and I are so excited to have James Slavin on with us today. James is the director of photography for a new documentary that is coming out this summer or is starting to trickle out. I don't know the right way to say it. You'll lead us through that process. But we're excited to hear about the documentary, Meet Me Where I Am. And thank you for being with us today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thank you. Um, I guess I can I can say a little more about the film. Um, so myself, along with my partner, Grant Gary, who was the director and producer on this project, uh, for the last two years have been uh, engaging with a lot of people that have been experiencing grief or are renowned experts on grief. And of course, many people that are experts on grief have also experienced grief themselves. So um, we have been making this this documentary uh, feature length that's going to be debuting this summer. Uh, we're very excited about that. Its world premiere is July 2nd. Um, so I really appreciate you guys offering up your platform for us to sort of uh, spread the word about our film. Um, and I'm really excited to tell you a little more about the people that we spoke to and kind of how we went about making it. Oh, we can't wait. We're we're just excited to be part of the conversation now kind of crossing different mediums, which I think is really a testament to grief coming to the forefront of a lot of creative thought right now and reflection after like what we've all been through uh, as of late. So thank you for coming on. Um, I think the little bit that we've spoken about that I thought was really interesting is, well, one documentary is such an interesting genre. Um, and I'm just curious as to how you were able to develop a common thread between all of these stories. And I think that's what we're trying to do on our podcast, which is so interesting, is sharing stories of grief. And we've just started, we've done a series of four stories. And um, it's just interesting conversation to be had. And I'm curious as to how that conversation occurred, because that had to be kind of a constant in in creating the format for the film? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I want to give credit where it's due. Uh, Grant uh, was very much like a part of this. Um, and I kind of was there as a, as a partner and because and, he was the one that was conducting the interviews and I was in the room working the camera, the sound, the lights. But then I, on the flip side, when it came time to sort of create the documentary out of what we got, I was the editor. So I was the one who was like sitting through the, through and going through and through. This reflecting. Um, so, yeah. So, so the way we kind of did it is each, each interview kind of had the same general format, which was very helpful when you're trying to draw constants between kind of a through line. Um, we would always start by asking them the simple one, how would you define grief? And sometimes they would give you a very long answer and sometimes it would be just, a word or, you know, something that just instantly came to mind. Um, and we would go through the entire interview. And then at the very end, we'd ask them again, how would you define grief? And we'd see if there was some kind of change. Some Sometimes um, having spoken for an hour plus about their own experience of grief, they would have completely different things to say about it. Sometimes they'd be like, I'm going right back to what I said, because mm -hmm. I've been living in this for years. 
this is what has come to me as sort of what grief is. So we would always kind of start with how would you define it? Um, and then after, after going through that, we would ask them to share their personal experience with grief. Um, because a lot of times like we maybe only know the highlights, I guess would be the, you know, the, the way to describe it. Like we would, we would know going in, um, that they had lost a child or they had lost their mother or a friend or, or what their sort of situation is, but we wanted to know more about the particulars and, and kind of let them tell us a little bit about the people that they're grieving. Um, and then we would sort of speak about like, if this was a recent loss or if this was a loss 30 years ago, like, how are you coping with it? How have things changed over time? Um, like we, we spoke with some parents that it was the anniversary of their daughter passing. It just so happened that was the day that we were in town. That was the day that we were shooting with them. And that was so wild to be hearing just live in the room. And they had lost their daughter to gun violence 30 years ago. And so like, they're still in it, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't change. Grief doesn't, doesn't completely go away. Like, of course it can evolve or, or feel different day to day or year to year. But it was really about kind of hearing these different stories, some more recent, some more in the past and, and, and seeing how universal a lot of the answers were regardless of the type of loss or how long ago it happened. So that was kind of how we started structuring things. Um, and then we would get into sort of more, more specific targeted questions like, how do you think society will deal with grief? Like how like Americans in particular, like how are we engaging with grief? Or um, when you were going through your loss, what were things that people said to you that was not helpful. Like what were things they were doing that just really like freaked you out or, or had a, had a negative reaction. And of course, a lot of the people would say when someone would just come up and be like, Oh, my condolences or, you know, like some platitude that, you know, it's, it's like they're doing the least right. They're, they're, they're saying what we've, I guess, been conditioned to believe is what we're supposed to say. And then they're getting far away from you. Um, and then we would speak about like, what are things that people would do that was helpful or say that is helpful. And, and a lot of people were just really, we, we were able to like hone in on it. It's like, it's absolutely about your presence. It's about just sharing a space with you. You don't have to actually be speaking about your loss. You don't have to be um, like trying to like drum up conversation about this person that you're grieving. It's, it's really about like just allowing them to know that you are there for them by literally physically being there for them. Or if you're, you're long distance, like making time to just have a call and you don't have to be like talking about your loss. It's, it's just like, let's talk about your day. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about this movie that we wanted to see. Let's this book that we're reading, whatever it is, like, if the conversation steers into the grief, then being receptive to like listen and, and engage, but you don't have to make it always about the loss. It's more about people are feeling so alone because they just lost someone. And so like, if you pull away now, they're feeling like they lost someone else. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, there are other, a couple other questions there too. I can let you guys speak if you have questions about what I just rambled on about. <laughs> I think my first reaction is that it seems really conversational and then very enlightening. As a as a whole, I think that's the. What about you, Charles? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of things have been striking me. Like, um, I think we personally have experienced being the ones sharing our story of our loss. And then, like you said, like people know the highlights, but then for at least myself, when I shared the loss of my mom on our podcast in such detail, like no one had ever heard these details and I had never felt comfortable sharing them. And I think it's really, it was really powerful and transformational for me to share all those details and have someone like Janelle listening and have our listeners that are tuning into the podcast actually take the time to listen. And I think there's so much power in other people witnessing our grief, which I'm sure is, I know a big reason why you guys did the documentary was you really believe in bearing witness to other people's grief. And I think that's so healing. And um, I mean, we, we started this podcast because Janelle, I remember we talked on the phone all the time, um, especially right after you lost your mom and brother and, we were like, we want people to just like eavesdrop on these conversations we're having because one, we think we're funny, but two, <laughs> we like, you know, I think we're having really important conversations and we're friends just being there for each other through this grief. And so when you talk about that common thread of loneliness and people just really craving and needing connection when they're in that grief, and like you said, it doesn't even have to talk about the subject. It's just how can we show up for people in these times, I think that's really, really powerful. And it's beautifully simple. I mean, it's not easy to do that. It's really awkward and uncomfortable sometimes, but I think there's just power in the simplicity of, hey, just pick up the phone. Hey, just go to dinner with someone. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I have a question. How did you find people to interview? Yeah. So I guess I guess I can start from the beginning on this. So um, our first, our first story, um, came from a, a woman, her name is Lisa calls and she's actually our executive producer on this project. Um, five years ago, she lost her son to just a tragic gun violence, <clears throat> uh, robbery, um, the summer before his senior year of high school, he's just playing out in the front yard with his friends someone rolls up, tries to take these kids that are skateboarding's money, not that they would have anything. And so they run and he gets shot. Um, and so Lisa, um, three years later at this point, or is it's of course still feeling this unimaginable loss and still going through all of these same like feelings of despair and, and, and grief and, at one point she said to her friend, like someone needs to document this. Someone needs to see this. People don't understand that I'm still going through this. Like maybe the first few months people were, you know, engaging with her and and trying to check up on her, but she was still feeling so much loss. And it just so happened that um, her son had, had been a student at uh, the same high school that my partner Grant had gone to 20 years before and people made the connection through families and, and reached out to Grant as a filmmaker. And um, 
sort of like we're asking him to hop on and do something. Um, and so he contacted me and, and we, we got started on this. And as far as finding like other, other subjects, other people, um, we reached out to a lot of experts in the field. <clears throat> like uh, we have David Kessler, who is just and very like eminently um, he's big in grief, right? Like he, he worked with Kubler Ross on the five stages, his books, are published and read worldwide. And he has a lot of grief seminars and, and education courses. And um, it was through an, an education course that Grant was able to uh, make contact with several other people that had been either curious about becoming experts in grief and a lot of them because of their own losses. Um, so we started stringing together different groups of people. And then also Lisa through her experience as a griever in her community had become connected with a lot of other parents that had lost children or other losses kind of within like her like circle. Um, and so we were able to speak to several people um, up in Fresno where she's from. Um, but we also didn't want to just localize to make it just about like the grief of one city. We wanted to expand a little bigger um, obviously during COVID time, international is tricky, but we were able to go out to the East coast of New York and speak to several people, including, uh, actor Anthony Rapp, who, um, during, uh, his run on, uh, the amazing Broadway play Rent, um, he had lost both Jonathan Larson, who was the writer of Rent, like right before they, they went off. And also his mother was dying of cancer during his, his run. So he was constantly like kind of in this state of grief while he was in the musical. Um, and we also went up to Portland and we spoke to, um, some of the, the people that work at the Ducky center, which is a national center for grieving families and especially children. Um, some really amazing, amazing women up there that we spoke to. Um, so we kind of, we kind of just sort of just put it out there, right? Like, obviously there's grief everywhere. And if you start talking to people about your project, they're going to be like either a, I have a story I want to tell, or I need you to speak to so-and-so that I know because they really would be great to talk to. And so it kind of just expanded from that. And I was, I was looking through our list and I think we ended up speaking to 24 people. Um, and of course in, in the, the sort of scope of a documentary, we weren't able to, like specifically deep dive into all of these stories. Um, we had to kind of select a few that were the main sort of like larger stories that we're telling, but everyone else was a contributor. Everyone else is like what they had to say in response was kind of mixed in to sort of create the dialogue of all of these people that are grievers and experts on grief. And if they were a griever, now they are an expert on grief because they've lived it. Um, and so they were able to sort of, um, be shaped into the the dialogue that we were creating as we developed each section of the documentary. That's fascinating. Yeah, I we have noticed like at least our process feels similar. Like people are hearing about our podcast or seeing that we're sharing stories, and then we're getting kind of like that word of mouth on a really small scale and. I'm sure every single person's story that you heard impacted the total story 
you were able to tell throughout the documentary. So that'll be uh, really excited to see how you guys wove that all together. Um, I guess a personal question for you, have you personally experienced grief? And if, and like, what was that like being the guy behind the camera, watching all of these people tell their stories? Yeah, I, I think that almost anyone would say that they've had some, some experience of, of loss and grief. Um, my, my experiences of grief, I'd say so far, I've been very fortunate. I've lost, um, some mentors that have been close to me. I've lost grandparents. I've lost, you know, like, like people that it it hasn't been like, I'm very fortunate. I, I still have my, my parents. I still, I've come from a big family. I still have all my siblings. Um, but I, I would say that I've not, I've not been good about necessarily like engaging in my grief. Like I definitely just try to sort of just process and just like, Oh, I've got so much else to do. Like, let's just kind of put this on the back burner and it just kind of stays. Um, during, during the, um, during the process of making the film, which it's been about two years now, um, I did, I did lose a grandparent and, and, I'm sure I did not handle that well. Um, it was a difficult time. I, I felt like I was far too, I was literally away from home up on a mountain in Montana doing a job when, when it happened. And there was no way that I could reasonably get back or, or anything like that. I couldn't just drop the job and, and go. So um, that was, I mean, that was definitely like something that I kind of just, tried to go through on my own. I didn't really talk about it with anyone that I was working with or, you know, around and, um, and it, and it passed. And I mean, I, I still, of course, think about a loss, like there was so many memories there, but, um, I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a practice what you preach thing. And and sometimes we don't always do a great job of practicing it. Um, I, I know that, um, I've had some, some friends and and acquaintances that have experienced losses during this time. And I've been much better about engaging with their losses than I have been about engaging with my own. So it's kind of interesting the way that that's worked out. Well, yes, I can relate to that. I I think like, I mean, it, it, when I lost my mom, like, it just feels like sometimes it's easier to stay busy or distract yourself. And so I can relate to a lot of things you shared for sure. Um, did it help? Were you able to like process your grief in new ways through hearing the people's stories that you were interviewing? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would make sense. Um, it's, it's kind of an interesting, like, situation to be in is so I was in the room with these wonderful people as they're sharing these stories I you know and sometimes that was for an hour or two hours so I made such a small impression on probably their lives like I'm sure they still think about that time because that was such a unique experience for them when they were sitting down and getting interviewed lights microphone all all that sort of thing but then for about a year I've been sitting in this room that I'm in right now, just engaging with their grief, like listening to their stories, just going through them over and over and over. And so it's, it's kind of this like 
like it's it's going to be interesting. So in in July when we when we premiere, there's going to be several of the the people that are in the film are going to be at the premiere, and I feel this connection to them. I have sort of been engaging in their grief nonstop for a year, two years for some of them. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of like because I feel this closeness with them that may, they maybe not they don't share back with me. Um, <laughs> True. So, so it's kind of, it's kind of this weird thing of like, I, you know, like many days spent just crying over my keyboard as I am working through their stories, as I am developing sort of the, the through lines, um, because like every loss is, is tragic. Every loss has, um, something that's going to, going to tug at you and, and stick with you. And, um, a lot of it was, I would, I would have to give myself time for breaks, give myself time to just go walk out in the sun or, or those kind of things, because I was kind of deeply in like a state of grief and sort of this like mental cloud that, that I needed to be in to work on this documentary for as long as it's been. Um, and I'm sure that, that my partner Grant would say the same thing. Like I'd send him the, the latest cut or, you know, like some section to look at and he'd instantly just have to like kind of put himself back into it. Right. Like there's no, there's no escaping grief. And when you're working on a documentary, there's no escaping the work or the documentary either. So when you combine those two, it's, uh, it's pretty heavy times. <laughs> yes. You do become your work. I could see that. So tell us about how the debut will, how will everyone be able to start viewing the film. Sure. Uh, so as I alluded to, um, we're going to be doing our world premiere as a part of a film festival. It's called dances with films. Um, so this is a big festival that's happening in Los Angeles, which I'm very excited about as that's a hometown debut for me. Um, we'll be playing on July 2nd at the Chinese theater in Hollywood, uh, at 12, 15 PM. Um, it, you, if you are in the SoCal area and want to attend, you can purchase tickets. Um, you can go to danceswithfilms.com. And then it's always hard to say URL on a podcast, but it's <laughs> danceswithfilms.com and then forward slash meet me where I am. And each of those words kind of has a dash hyphen in between them. Um, we'll put it so in I'm our sure show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so if you go to that page, you can you can purchase uh, a ticket to attend. Um, we really would love for anyone that's in the grief community, anyone that's engaging with this podcast or or any anywhere else is welcome to attend. Um, we'll have some of our grief experts there. David Kessler is going to be in attendance um, and there'd be a chance to talk to him afterwards. Anthony Rapp is going to be attending. Uh, Dr. Julie Shaw, who's just a wonderful, wonderful woman um, who is, after the loss of her sister, created a, a, a grief community. Um, there's, there's so many like awesome people that are going to be there. There's going to be just a lot of film nerds as well. Um, if you, if you know things about the film world, the Chinese theater is just an incredible, iconic place to be showing a, a movie, and we're really excited about that. So, um, so that'll be our first, our first opportunity to screen it to the public. And then we've been, this is like starting our festival run. And so we don't have any particular information that we can publish, publicize right now about um, future screenings, but we're, we're trying to get it to as many cities around the country, around the world, et cetera, as possible before 
hopefully landing on some easy to find distribution, um, some streaming service or, or up on the internet somewhere that if you are not able to attend one of these screenings, then you'll absolutely be able to check out the documentary then. We're so excited for you. This is, we can't wait to, to see it. And thank you for your time today. Yeah, I have absolutely. one more question for you. I'm going to turn the turn the interview on you. How would you define grief now after oh, you okay. had all these interviews? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I would say grief is is a, a feeling that we experience after having a loss, and that can be a loss of a person. It can be a loss of what you would identify as it can be a loss of a job a a pet it can be your friend moved away and and you're missing them from your life and you're and you're grieving that um there's there's so many ways that that grief is just all around us in every way it doesn't have to necessarily come from a death although that is probably the most extreme form um so so i'd say that that's kind of what grief is right and and we shouldn't be afraid of grief because we're all going to experience it. And it's really important to engage with it and to sort of like be, be open to experiencing grief because that's a direct response to love and, and all these other feelings, all these other emotions that we as humans have that makes us so special and unique. So yeah, like I, I'd say it, grief can really suck, but like that's that's part of part of our experience so don't be afraid of it <laughs> <laughs>